Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Pub Lobby Podcast. My name's Adrian. And I'm Jason. And today we have something interesting to talk about. E3 has just happened, and so stay tuned. So hey Jason, E3 just happened, and let me say, tell you, there was a lot of things that happened. Let's start off uh, with the first thing that everyone's talking about, and it's Microsoft's E3 presentation. So what do you think about what happened at Microsoft today, this year? Man, Microsoft's, their presentation was pretty awesome. Like, I mean, it's Keanu Reeves talking about cyberpunk. Yes. So just to clarify, freaking Keanu Reeves, what a god of a man. Like, I've been seeing that man everywhere lately. Like, freaking John Wick. He's been out in John Wick. It's the he's Keanu songs, that, like, man. It's... Yeah, like, he's, he has this, like, huge, like, comeback recently <laughs> from, like, I don't know. He's in games to, like, movies everywhere. Like, freaking on Netflix. I, I watched that Always Be My Maybe. Yeah. Freaking just, like, two two days before I actually saw the, the, the Cybertrunk release. That, like, half that quarter or half Chinese representation. <laughs> right there <laughs> yeah i mean it's a you'd say that cyberpunk was pretty much the runaway of the show right like you can't beat that that was like the, probably the most hype part of the announcement yeah yeah and they did it pretty yeah. early on as well right yeah yeah no the keanu part of the cyberpunk announcement was pretty legit like it the cyberpunk itself looks pretty interesting but yeah keanu just stole the show really I mean, you you think they put it, like, the best for last, no. right? But, like, he was a smack bang in the middle. It's like, oh, you just saw the screen, and then, oh, shit, that, that character sort of looks like Keanu. Yeah. And then Keanu appears, like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't really get, like, time to suck it in. You're just like, no, he, wait, he what was the heck? Like, what the hell's happening? He was actually at the conference, and he even, like, they even made him announce the release date for the game. That was such a weird but also cool moment. It was like, well, just a re- Keanu Reeves is announcing the release date for Cyberpunk. Well, yeah, well, it's like what we touched on upon last week, right? About how like the mainstream is coming into like video gaming. Like, you know, before George R. R. Martin, more on that later. But right now, like freaking Keanu, like... Who would have thought? Yeah, no, and and you could tell like when he was standing up there, I didn't think he had a ton of ideas about what was going on. I didn't think he knew about like what sort of reaction he'd get. Well, yeah, I mean, it's sort of like it's sort of cool how like he seems so excited about this game. Yeah, no, he, but then so like genuine. how much of it? How much? How much of it? Like, is it really? Like, is he really passionate no, about I, games? No, I don't I mean... think he was passionate about the game, about games in general. I just think he was just passionate about the fact that, like, people were excited. He's yeah, he's a, and oh, people he's, were yeah. excited to see him. Yeah, what a yeah, what a genuine guy. But like, I don't know. Like, I like the idea that Keanu is in like Cyberpunk. Yeah, no, definitely. But... I mean, he was in The Matrix, right? <laughs> It's, true it's coming so it's sort true. of coming full circle 
Well, technically, like, so the way they portrayed his character in this game, apparently he's going to be like some hallucin, like he's, he's in your head, right? Uh, he's not really? Actually... Uh, I, I thought he was yeah. like some, I thought I heard rumors that he was like a rock star sort of character. Oh, yeah, yeah, like he is, but like the way he, you see, you interact with him in the game world is that right. he's not actually there physically, oh. but he's like, well. you see him in your like, like, like a heads up display right as you play the game just because i don't know apparently he's going to be an integral like part of yeah, the campaign yeah, no. which is going to be cool because i mean he's going to be more than just a cameo yeah, right yeah, yeah yeah apparently he's like playing a character that's like pretty famous in the original like role-playing tabletop game it's like yeah god damn but you know cd project red man full full like going for the Going for the stars. I mean, nice. in terms of like all time hype, this game, the hype levels for this game is off the charts, yeah. man. I, I've never seen so many people so hyped for this one game. Yeah. Just like thing after thing after thing. Like, freaking. I don't want to be all cynical here, right? But this is a perfect storm for disaster. Yeah. Right? If, if, let's say, let's say, like, you know, the game was a little bit less than what everyone's expecting, it's going to be a disappointment. Right. I, like right now the especially with like the fact that it's releasing pretty early on next year it's like wow it's, i did not expect it to release in like was it april i thought it'd be like sometime late last year not like in the first half well i feel like the sooner the better right, right? if they are comfortable and, and competent like comfortable enough to release their product that early as you say is that that means they're they're ready, right? Like, I mean, why would they release a product that's not re- ready? No, right? Definitely <laughs> Bethesda, haha. <laughs> 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 but um, you know, they've generated so much goodwill with the community, and I can see, yeah, like they could either become like the next Bioware <laughs> in terms of, in terms of like, oh, uh, everyone like you know has a, everyone has an occult following right. with this dude. And it's, he's just going to be, like, this studio is going to be, like, one of the best studios ever. But then again, they, you know, in terms of video games and video game companies' track records, like, they could totally stuff it yeah, up. They, uh, it's, it's only since The Witcher 3 that they've, like, they've always had a cult following, but Witcher 3 is really where they made their, like, big explosion onto the scene. So who, yeah. who knows if they can replicate that. Well... I, it, well, it's sort of shaping up to be great. Yep. I mean, so far, all the moves and all the... Yeah, did you hear about the secret message that uh, that was in the, um, the presentation? No. So apparently, during the trailer, because, you know, CD Projekt Red loves to do these things, um, in the trailer, they um, had a code. Oh, like oh a was, it, like, was it the code? Game Pass? I think, I think I heard something. Was it like Game Pass codes or something like that? Or some some sort of code, right? And some dude, like online, obviously, just unlocked it because apparently the code is actually real because yeah. it's not fake. And apparently, it had like uh, it had it, it, I, that person accessed the server, and they retrieved a whole bunch of files. And one of them was like a, a thank you letter to everyone who's played the game. Oh wow! Who's like pre-ordering uh, and stuff like that? Yeah, like that's it's like you know, cool. and like they have like a. They were talking about how they wanted to put as much value into like the, um, like the product as possible, like how they wanted to um, have the deluxe version be like actual 
like only have two tiers of like um pre-order right and like one you have the base game and the other one is like the deluxe edition and so the only difference between the deluxe edition and the standard edition would be or just like some models yep. or some soundtrack or like some, you know, extra physical items as opposed to in-game digital stuff, which is like, you know, doing right by the community, of course, as always, CD Projekt Red. Yep. So, yeah, man. I, like, the, cynic, the cynical person in me is just like, oh, please don't stuff yeah. it up. But like, <laughs> it's, you know, on the other side, I'm just like... The highest of highs and they could easily... Possibly, possibly have the lowest of lows. Yes. I mean, I feel like you know everyone loves them so much that they are like this, like this close away, like tiny bit close away from just everyone unhating on them if they just do something yeah. fucked up, like, you know. So I'm just like, you know, as long as they're you know keep doing what they're doing, I hope other companies follow suit, right? Right. You know, do what they're doing, right? Instead of like producing a product that's like half baked and you're just like, oh, consumers will just like you know gobble it up just on the hopes of something new. All right. So besides CD Projekt Red and the all almighty Keanu and Cyberpunk, uh, we got to talk about all the other games that's been showed at um, the Microsoft conference. So, um, yeah, what are your thoughts on, uh, like, say, Halo, for example? Uh, I mean, it looked cool. And it's... There were rumors beforehand that they'd be showing something... They'd be showing a lot more gameplay, and it'd be pretty like re- revolutionary for the Halo thing. So when I saw the did, trailer, did they show anything? No, uh, it was mostly a story trailer. And it, yeah, because I didn't remember seeing any like um, any gameplay from no, that. Actually, no. it was just like I was expecting yeah. gameplay, but no, we didn't get any. So I mean, it seemed cool. It seemed like a Another Halo game for Halo fans. Well, yeah, but like in terms of actual gameplay, you know, you'd think by now they would have had something out. Right. But... I mean, they only announced it last year, so who knows? Who knows how the project's been going? Hopefully it's good. I mean, it'd be sad to see like Halo die in the modern era of right. games. I mean, please don't release a battle royale <laughs> i mean it's my hopes that's, that's what the name suggests right halo infinite oh please no no battle royale please i mean we've had enough just let, let like fortnite do its own thing god damn you know like stop do your own thing halo and then let everyone else like you know do their own thing and then we can get like a huge like a different array of like games like say bleeding edge right so bleeding edge is that new game that's been coming out and you know people are saying oh hey it just looks like overwatch but like melee version of yeah overwatch. yeah it, lo- it looks what like uh, overwatch with uh character action game stuff like devil may cry sort of style combat and that seems like a cool pitch in terms of like tone, in terms of like characters and like the whole atmosphere of like the trailer and everything, it looks amazing, right? Like it looks actually like, like I'd give it a shot, a real good shot. Like it seems so groovy and so fun. Like you know, sort of Overwatch. You know, they 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 try to have quirky little characters, but I feel like in terms of the characterization of a lot of them, they sort of like it fall it falls flat. Right. It's you know? mostly the fans who are characterizing the Overwatch people. Yeah. 
in terms and in terms of this like trailer, I feel like all of these characters have individual personalities and they actually seem very cool. Right. And like the whole idea of it being melee is great because like I'm not personally like a fan of like um, shooters in general. I mean, I, I I like shooters, but like there's a lot of them out there and a lot of them are pretty forgettable. And like just changing it to just become melee is just like a huge step in the right direction i reckon because if, if this was like ranged right imagine this game came out as like ranged yeah. combat it would be like oh overwatch copycats why would Another, anyone play this game it, it'd probably become like a lawbreaker situation exactly right exactly and you, you don't have like the character roster to compete with overwatch i mean overwatch right now is um you know far ahead in terms of character roster for like actual heroes and stuff right but um would give this a try mm-hmm. i hopefully it's really good i heard from um i don't know people who have played the demos on the floor that it's actually pretty all right yep we'll see what happens when it like, comes like, like i said it seems like a cool pitch of like character action game combat but in like multiplayer setting <laughs> yeah for sure for sure i think for me if anything it's okay what really drew me to like games like league of legends for example was that the fact that all the characters in league of legends well before not not really now anymore but before they used to try to make some lore or some backstory in all the characters and you know you like playing some of the characters because you like their backstories or their stories and you know like say demacia versus iona or you know uh demacia versus like nox noxus i think um yeah and then like you know you you embody in the character i mean league of legends doesn't really do that anymore because they've just sort of just scrapped the whole idea of law in general like but like you know playing a character that's cool and just you know you you trying to embody that character is is fun i reckon yeah it's always fun i mean sure like you know if you're a seasoned player that doesn't really matter but like if you're the casual player and you know you want to hop in and let's say you want to pay the you know the quirky crazy dude who like likes to explode things or a pyromaniac or i don't know some some dude who loves knives a lot or some shit like it's great like uh, i love that idea and it looks like it's going in that Mm -hmm. direction which is a good thing um ori and the will of the wisps yeah this is something that i'm super into i mean it was it's been shown a couple of times in the conference but we finally got on a release date, It's which is next year, early next year in February. That's a did, bit... Did you dif- play the first two games? Uh, there's there's only been one game. It's Ori and the Blind Forest. Wait, is there only, wait what? I thought there's, this was like the third no, game. No, no. <laughs> it's it's a sequel. It's to... Ah, uh, okay. And it's a bit disappointing that it's coming out next year, but I trust them to make a good game because the first game was... It was such a fun platformer, and the story was like so good. Like, also, I'm that, guessing, you, yeah, and like, so yeah. I'm guessing you did play the game, huh? Sorry, I'm guessing you did play the game, yeah, yeah, no, I did play it. It was so, yeah, and I'm, yeah, this this game just I don't know how they do it, but this game just keeps on looking better every single year, like, especially this year. It seems like this game will have. Tons more set piece stuff, and like see yeah. this this game is a labor of love. You see, I feel like a lot of like the games you come out from like AAA publishers, you know, a lot of them just feel like they're like a lot of the developers feel like they just are like just doing it right. because of a paycheck, and 
they don't like sure they do take pride and care into their work but they you sort of feel like at the end of the day someone tells them to do something and they do it right whereas a game like this like ori and world of wisps and a lot of like these like retro platformers or just platformers in general that's been coming out like these 2d like there's been a resurgence lately right yes and a lot of them are like labors of love where you can clearly tell they they love the genre they love those old style platforming platforming games and they want to you know express themselves in you know the the format that is gaming right and which is and then you get these things like Ori and the Will of the Wisp, where it just looks like wow, it just blows your mind. Like it just it looks phenomenal. Yeah. Right. And you could just tell that it oozes, like it oozes passion. And I feel like being part of something like that is just something that's really like worthy. And I, I really do feel like when it comes out, you should get it. Yeah. Right? No, definitely. I will. Just just to support the creator, right. the creators behind it. Um, yeah. Alright, the next game they've showed up in the Microsoft is uh, Fly Simulator. That was so. surprising, <laughs> but as it's both surprising and not. I mean, they're going hard on PC, so bringing back an old classic is like oh, definitely yeah. the right move. I mean, I used to play yeah. some Flight Sims on my PC, and they were pretty yeah. fun, but I never played Microsoft Flight Sim, so... I don't know. I never See, really had any interest. I didn't really have. I any like the idea of Microsoft. I I really do like the idea of Microsoft trying to like still appeal to the niches out there because I do not think that this is a mass no, like no, mass market kind not. of product for sure. Like I'm sure like the flight simulator community. No, this is this like, is for like people older generation people who don't have time to game. And I only have like, like probably just like one single I time. <laughs> I don't think so. I I think these people are like hardcore gamers, but not hardcore gamers as in like your typical sense. I feel like these guys are like serious when it comes oh, to yeah, flight yeah. sim. Like the types of like, have you seen those dudes with like cockpits that like in the thousands? Yeah, yeah. Like holy moly, I cannot come close. I don't even think if it's even old dudes, right? I think it's just like guys who just who have that cash to splash on all these things, right. right? Doesn't necessarily have to be an old dude. Sure, you know, an older dude might have the money for it. Yeah, young dudes can probably get into it. But, like, again, then again, right? Like, it's great to see them still appealing to, like, you know, niche markets as appeals to the mass market. At least they're not dropping a, like, freaking Battle Royale game. Right. The more diversity in games, the better it is. I, you know, go, you do you. I'm not really into flight sims. They intimidate they intimidate the fuck out of me. I'm so scared. Yeah. Like, if I were to ever get this game for free or whatever, uh, or, like, just randomly have it in my library from, like, some hum- Humble Bundle deal eventually, because I'm, I'm sure this will probably pop up in Humble Bundle eventually. Um, yeah, yeah, man, I, I, I could barely handle, like, the old PlayStation Ace Combat game, so he's yeah. playing a, like, actual proper flight sim. It's probably, like... It's actually hardcore, yeah. but, yeah, it's, it's great. Um, Minecraft Dungeons. I mean, what do you think about that? It seems like a cool Diablo thing. There's like, that's all I have to say about that. It's a Diablo think, Minecraft. I, well, I think it's sort of lazy in the sense, yeah, it is sort of. It does sort of seem like a Diablo Minecraft, 
Like, it's just like that, or they're trying to cash into the Minecraft IP. Right. Like, personally, I don't I don't like the whole blocky aesthetic. Like, no. Sure, I love 8, 8-bit aesthetic, but blocky, like 3D. I mean, like, it's like been Minecraft. replicated so many times. It's... Yeah, like, true, you, true. At this point, you could... You, if I showed this to someone and I told them, oh, it was made by a different person other than Mojang, they probably wouldn't even blink an eye. Like, true, true. That aesthetic has gotten gotten away from Minecraft. So, yeah. Well, it's gone beyond it, right? Yeah. I mean, three D blocks is not a new concept. No. Even before Minecraft, it sort of. I think Minecraft sort of popularized it, but there were plenty of games that had block right. aesthetic before before Minecraft. But again, you know, who knows? Maybe the AR ARPG mechanics on this is might be really good. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Like if it turns out to be actually like real good RPG, who 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 cares? But if it turns out to be like you know dumbed down, streamlined version of it, then I just see it's it's not for me. I'm sure it's more. I mean, it, it, towards, I, like, yeah, it, children it, it'd out there. be cool. Like, oh hey, get young people into ARPGs using True. Minecraft. <laughs> it's like the first True. step before Diablo, you know. I guess it's not for us. Yeah, yeah no. that's what I'm trying to say. It's not 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 for. Our sort of age range, I guess. <laughs> but you know, what sort of it should be in our age range is Star Wars: The Fallen Jedi. So, what do you think about that? Yep, I'm getting even like more and more excited for it. The first impressions, like we saw, uh, I saw it the day earlier during that EA stream. Like they yep. showed off that gameplay. It seemed okay. I mean, it wasn't. It didn't seem like the most exciting thing. It just seemed like your typical like third-person action game, like Uncharted, like climbing up clearly marked doors, pretty linear. But this story trailer that they showed at the conference was way up more my alley. And yeah, it yeah it just seems super cool. Like seeing these Star Wars characters interact. They had. Saw Guerrera from like Rogue One and the animated shows, and it's like mm-hmm. always more interesting to see the like crossovers. So, yeah, the and hearing more about it from people who actually played it, it just gets the, me more hyped for it. The thing is, right? I feel like this one, like it looks amazing. Don't get me wrong; like it, it looks great. But the the problem with this one, I, I would suppose, is that it looks alright. Like, I feel like it doesn't look amazing. Right, right? It no, that, look like, that, oh, that was shit, my point. It's like right, mind-blowing, yeah, yeah. like the graphics ain't like, you know, like fantastic, the, you know, the animations. I mean, sure, like the, the during the gameplay trailer, it looked amazing, like the, in terms of like combat and like, oh, the, the moves and it looks all flashy. But if you would compare it to, let's say, Battlefront 2. <laughs> in terms of like sort of polish and like look and feel, I would reckon it's a bit of a downgrade. Yeah, but right? honestly, that's fine for me because gameplay is way more important to me for that. True. And that, and also, I feel like everyone has been so burnt by Battlefront 2 anyway right. that I, I'm so skeptical of this game. Yeah. Like, so skeptical of this game. Like, 
I really do hope that this game comes out in a very good shape. But I feel like this is their safe bet. This is their slow ball safe bet. This is their like, hey guys, we fucked up. Here's a Star Wars games that that's not particularly bad, but I don't think it's going to be particularly good. Oh no, good. no, it's. I don't think it's going to be a revolutionary game. I just think it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be a pretty solid, game. like action game. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's hope it is. I mean, it's made by Respawn, is it? Yeah, and they. So they're they're pretty good at yeah. games. So, I you know hopefully it's going to be great. I mean, if they had this game, why'd they cancel the other one? Remember the, the EA cancelled that, that other Star Wars game, that single-player experience? Oh, Star Wars 1313? Yeah, yeah. Like, th- it's probably something to do with, like, the canon and Disney, like, not wanting all this, like, extended universe, old universe stuff. Yeah. Old universe stuff. Yeah, probably... I feel like that's maybe a, like a, a weaker reason because hey, like, may, like, sure you can change like the canon slightly. Oh no, canon, not change canon, but you can have like more align with the whatever Disney wants, but you can still have the game. It's not like an excuse to can the whole game if that's anything yeah, trying yeah. to get at. I don't think we'll but ever know. Really. I th- they're just they're just backtracking, I guess. They're just like, oh, single player games are dead, and they release Battlefront two, and then everyone's like, Shh, I hate you, and they're like, okay, I'm sorry, and right. single player, single player games are back in, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not holding my breath. EA is still bad. They have yet to show me that they've changed in any way. Um, no. Yeah. yeah. The Blair Witch Project. What do you think about that? Uh, at first, I thought it was actually like Outlast 3. It wasn't until like the the actual title. I was like, oh, it's actually Blair Witch. And the... It looks interesting. I yeah. actually really like it. Yeah. I mean, in ter- it showed no gameplay or snippets of it, right? It, it seemed like the Outlast gameplay of like camcorder stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Blair Witch Project was basically a compilation of shaky cam footage, right? right? It's just like, oh shit, something in the background, shaky cam, run, 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 shaky cam. But I do think that, uh, you know, a new horror game is always welcome. No, I definitely. do appreciate it. There hasn't been really a good horror game since, what, Amnesia? Yeah, right? no, it's... I don't recall any horror games I don't since think then. Outlast 2 was received particularly well that's that was a zombie game right no outlast 2 was the camcorder game it's it's uh, it's, it's sort it was sort of like this it was like the recording like you're basically like through a camera walking through like haunted stuff oh yeah no there have been some uh, the good horror games it was like the the, the terror within or the evil within oh, or something. Right, right, yeah but that that was like a PS4 exclusive though. I mean, like you know, something. Oh easy, no, no, it's it's Evil Within is on. It's Evil Within is it's published by Bethesda, so it should be on PC. Oh, but they had that like um, they had that mechanic where that light bar at the front of the controller and you had to keep it still or some shit really? during uh, some like scenes. Uh, yeah. Are, are you talking about Evil there? Within One? Uh, Evil Within. Because I. Th- I'm pretty sure, like, Evil Within 1 and 2 were completely different games. 
Oh, okay. No, 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 no. I'm thinking of a different game entirely. There was okay. this one that was a PS4 exclusive that I, I watched and it was like amazing, right. but I wished I could play it, but oh well. All right. Um, in terms of like, <laughs> all right, as we keep going down the list, because we're just going to keep going down the list and talking about our thoughts on individual games. So we're going to talk about, so Spiritfarer. Seemed, Spiritfarer. it seemed cool. It came after Cyberpunk, so it, it kind of yeah. got shafted, but it seemed cute. I really like it. If it's base building, big plus for me. Yeah. Like right now, I'm being playing Moonlighter, and Moonlighter is a great game. You guys should all buy it. It's just like the whole idea of just like, oh, hey, you have this world and you have some sort of a story, but the, the story is sort of vague. And then you sort of have to go out in the world and collect resources or do certain things. And then you can build your base up and then build your town up. And it's great. I would would want to buy this if it comes out on sale. Probably won't buy it at launch. I don't know. It looks like a, another passion project. Yeah. I think these guys also made like Jotun or something. Huh. And like some other like 2D games, I think. So I think it'd be great. Uh, not too hyped about this. Uh yeah, um on to the next Battle Toads. Uh yeah, that seemed. I mean, I never played the original, but I, I'm, think beat 'em ups are like, just cool, like just pure fun. Oh really? I'm not. I'm not vibing with this. Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't. I'm not of that era where Battle Toads was cool. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I, I never played it as well. Was like, so. Oh my god, Battle Toads! Woo! I'm just like. Um, I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it's, Unfortunately, I, I like so, the like, look of it. It just, yeah, it's just another fun beat 'em up. Yeah, well, not for me. Pass. Yeah. <laughs> Legend of Riot, also not for me. I mean, it looks actually pretty. I think the aesthetic is wonderfully done. Like right. the whole drawn on like doodle images and stuff. Yeah, like pretty cool. Um, again, not for me. I, I get what they're trying to get at, like, you know, the younger kids and stuff. This is probably come to the Switch for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 110% Switch game that's coming out. You know, I would give it to my, like, my, like a smaller cousin if I had one to play. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't, not too hyped personally. Okay. So, rounding up the, e- like, the Microsoft E3 conference. So, we had um, Halo... Bleeding Edge, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, uh, Flight Simulator, Minecraft Dungeons, Star Wars, The Fallen Jedi, The Blair Witch, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, and Spiritfarer, Battletoads, and Legend of Right. And... Alright. Oh, before we move on, though, one big major omission, they didn't really say anything about a new console. Holy crap. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. And another thing. Also, the George R.R. R. Martin game with the Dark Souls crew. Yeah. Was that in the the Microsoft one? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. But it was just oh. another... C- it was like a CG trailer. It seemed very much like a Dark Souls-esque trailer and world. So, yeah. I mean... It does again, as we said last week. We don't know how involved this guy is in. No, apparently he's a co-writer. So. Oh, okay. Well then, I guess it's gonna be great. But I think uh, we'll have to see. Who knows if that title will change? 
if he'll become like a contributor and and slowly like wean off the game. But yeah, we who knows? I think it'll, it'll, if it, like right now, especially if a game comes out with his name on it, it will sell well. I reckon. Yeah, just just no. some name value alone. You know, good on for uh, good on for George R. Yeah, he escaped but... the bad. Well, I actually, don't know if he escaped the bad publicity of the show. I think people are well, just I... anxious to see how he'll end his version of Game of Thrones. Oh, you're talking about. <laughs> well, I didn't watch it. Not a huge Game of Thrones fan. Sorry for everyone out there, but um. Yeah, I'm. You know, I heard it was like a very poor reception, or like I mean, it was a mixed reception. I think, or well, some people liked it, yeah. some people didn't really like hated it. But uh, oh, who knows? You know, this game could just leave ambiguously like that. I don't know how the ending went, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, back to that yes. console stuff. So back to the console stuff. That was yeah, what really they were talk mostly about. talking totally about wrong. like the. It was mostly talking about the same thing that Sony talked about for their new consoles a couple of weeks back. Yeah. Like faster loading times, quicker, fr- uh, more frame rate. It's yeah. It's I'm glad that they're focusing on that sort of stuff that like well, consoles I... have traditionally been falling behind in. I feel like that's a no shit yeah, like moment no shit. where just like you just they just came out and just be like, hey, it's gonna be better. It's gonna be faster. It's gonna load faster. Well, no shit it's better be like if it's if you release another product and it's worse than the last one you released then what the hell's the point right right but to me it means nothing just to say oh it's better than the last thing we came out with i'm just like so you know right like show us something right what does it look like what does it do is there any like you know has the controller changed there any new buttons like you know stuff like that is there any more like you know are they still they're probably not supporting the connect anymore, but like, is there any more, you know, accessories, stuff like that? Right. How are they going to integrate it with their cloud streaming stuff? You know, their pricing model, stuff like that. And I'm just, just saying, Oh, Hey guys, it's going to be better than the last thing yeah. we, <laughs> we sold. I'm just like, well, yeah. Yeah. I think this sure. year for both of, for both Sony and Microsoft, it was just getting the word out about the fact that they're developing it so that like, it just it, I, it's the worst kept secret so the fact that they're talking about it is just like everyone knew even if they didn't say anything everyone sort of knew like it's about time you just look at the time like you look at the calendar when when the like look when the xbox one released and look what year it is now you're like hey if there isn't any new like console then there's like yeah. what are you guys doing yeah. like you yeah should, most likely so. more news from both of them next year or the end of this year Yes, For, yes, that's that'll be good. All right, so that's that rounds up the Microsoft end of it. So we move on to Bethesda, good old Bethesda. So, um, the, what, uh, what a train wreck of a thoughts? presentation. Uh, well, I mean, it's it's Todd Howard had had to come out. I mean, both Todd Howard and I think. I forget what the other guy's name is, but Todd Howard, yeah. I think he had you know, to come out and take the brunt of the damage for Fallout. I mean, it, 
Yeah. Yeah, well, I think, especially for Bethesda, I feel like they did an alright job. Like, okay, hear me out first, right, before everyone screams to death about how this is the worst presentation of all of E3. Like, yes, sure. I mean, I feel like no matter what they did this E3, you know, damned if you do and damned if you don't, right? right? Like, no matter what they did for this E3, I feel like they would have just, you know, everyone would have shit on it, right? The fact that they're, you know, addressing Fallout 76 is a good thing. Yeah, at least they're talking about it. You know, they joked about it. You know, right. they know, you know, oh, thank you for our feedback, blah, blah, blah. You know, at least they talked about it, right? Um, if, it, if, it, if I felt, like, I feel like, right, if Fallout 76, like, say, instead of coming out as a shit game, it came out as, like, an all right game or, like, a, let's say, somewhat competent game, this this E3 would have been pretty well received. No, definitely. I think it was just purely of the fact that Fallout 76 was such a, such a shithole that this whole thing happened. And plus the freaking Battle Royale. I, I don't... what Why? Right. I don't, I don't understand. It's, it's like, like, hey, we're fixing your game, but also adding this new mode that no one asked for. Yeah, like, I don't understand. Why, why y'all gotta release a new... <laughs> Battle Royale. Okay, if Fallout 76 didn't seem like a, a filthy money grab to begin with, it does now. Well, like, right. <laughs> like, they're just trying to catch... Like, from that interview he did, right? And he was like, oh... Like, it sort of seemed like to him that oh, the industry is releasing crappy products, so we'll release crappy products too and fix it up later. Yeah. Right? And so, to them, to me, anyway, it seems like they're trying to follow trends. And how... More f- trend following can you be by releasing another battle royale? Yeah, like and I don't, it's, and it's not even in a game with a good base, to, like foundation to, to build upon. It's not even like a, it's not a PvP game, like Fallout seventy six. Like the, the the shooting mechanics in this game suck so much, and yet they want to make a purely PvP mode with their sucky PvP mechanics. Right. I don't understand, like, like. Besides, like, you know, like, generic guns, right? They have that, what, that auto-targeting system, RADs or something? Yeah, VATS. Oh, VATS, right? Yeah, VATS. And I'm just like, how would you implement that? Like, it's it's an aimbot, like, essentially, right? Right. It's a percentage aim. It's It's so weird. I'm like... If you do play this game, I don't see any way how this this would be, like, you know, at all, like fair and balanced in any way like sure it could have been fun like let's say you know Fallout 76 came out as a solid game then like this could be fun like hey you could build bases and like you know have turrets and like and like you can shoot nukes and shit like cool right not nothing that you know it, at least it has that like oh it has that twist where it's like oh you can shoot nukes at each other and you can make bases well I mean for like I mean Fortnite you can make your own base in Fortnite so <laughs> I, I don't see too much of a difference here right you know me me whatever whatever you know move on Fallout seventy six you're a dead game I'm sure eventually maybe in a year's time it might be get come to a state where like people are like oh oh my god. Don't even get me started on the NPCs. <laughs> Holy oh, shit. It's revolutionary adding NPCs to oh my God. a Fallout what's game. This, what's this whole idea like of, of games? Like, of just releasing a shitty, empty game and then marketing, like, 
the ba- like the quintessential like basic stuff in it as in like as in oh we're giving you these things and it's great good on us for giving you these things where the, it should have been in the game right. in the first place like i don't understand why did you have to chop and change like it it's clearly like hey we should not applaud you for putting npcs in the game it should have been in the game yeah. already you know what I mean? Like, they're just trying to make it out like, oh, hey, we've listened to you guys about the NPCs. No, you don't need to listen to us. You could have listened to yourselves. I'm sure anyone, like, if anyone in QC, if they ever ever had a QC department, right, would have played the game, they would be like, oh, God, I wish, gosh, damn, I wish I had some NPCs to play <laughs> with and, and quests. And, you know, they're probably like, oh, shut up, QC. I like, mean, they, whatever. what, they released their beta, like, a week or two before the actual release, so... Oh, if you could call it a beta, is it really a beta if it's like a week or two before release? Honestly. Mm. What what can you change in two right. weeks? Yeah, it's like... It, it, probably, it probably takes them two weeks to change the font for like, like I don't know, just like all the menus. Like, what do you expect? Sigh, right? Yeah. Big sigh. You've lost touch with your consumer base. Go home. You're like drunk. that, All and right. yeah, and just building upon that mess of Fallout seventy six is them. Uh, during the conference, they were like, "Oh, remember?" Like they basically took credit for creating the FPS, like Wolfenstein and Doom, because they own ID Software now, and it's sort of like, I mean, what? No, Bethesda it's... did not invent the FPS. Id Software did. Just because you own them does not mean... <sighs> well, they're trying to sell it as in like, well, Id Software started it and they own Id, so they're part of Bethesda and they're a whole big happy family. Right. And that's what they're trying to say, right? So because now they're part of us, so we are the ones. Who yeah, brought, you know, it's just... It's, yeah, it's a bit weird. I know they're... This whole presentation just felt weird, just because of the huge fl- flop of Fallout seventy six. Every like, everything was on edge. <laughs> well, yeah, and like you could definitely tell, like everyone, like you, you, did you see those videos of like, oh, hey, we're gamers too, yeah. and we play games, and you know, we're uh, Bethesda. They were hiding <laughs> behind the develop, like the big wigs were hiding behind the developers to take the brunt of their damage. It's like they were trying to like, oh, be like, hey, hey, guys you know, don't hate us too much, please, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, it just, it seemed very disingenuous. Right. The way they, they do it. Because, yeah, like, it, it does seem like they want the developers to take the brunt of it, whereas it's obviously, like, a huge... It's from the top. Yeah. When they, whenever it comes to, like, big business decisions, especially when the release of a huge game, or supposedly huge game of 76, problems always start from the top and they trickle down. Mm-hmm. And just, just you know, just saying that, uh, hey, yes, developers are gamers too, sure. They're gamers too, but would they, like, honestly, like, be proud of producing a game like this? Right. Like, honestly. Like, you know, deep down, right, as an artist, right, you know, as an artist, let's say, you know, you did the art for it. Like, I'm sure the artist can be proud. I think the art for it was pretty good. You know, the character's cool. But as, like, like gameplay mechanics-wise and gameplay, do you think they were really proud of what they did? Like, I don't... I, it doesn't It doesn't seem like that no. at all. Right? It's more like everyone's just trying to avert eye contact. You know? It's just yeah. like, oh, crap, you know, it's... who did this? 
Oh God, you know. Yes. Don't don't look at the so, mess. <laughs> and it's a true shame. It's a very very true shame because there's so many things in this conference that was so good. Yeah. Right. Like freaking, Doom Eternal looked fucking mental. Right. Like. You know, Ghostwire seems hella cool. Right. Like freaking and and the what, presenter for that was like the best thing about the conference. She was like, so I don't she, speak English, but I'll try. Yeah, she so seemed like, so yeah. excited to show, and the fact that she was like, basically the apprentice of the dude that introduced her is like s- such a cool moment for her. Yeah, I'm just like, it's great. You know, like, it's, it's such a shame that, like, 76 had to take away from this whole right. presentation. Like, this could have been so good. I mean, like, Wolfenstein, sure, like, people don't really like the idea of, like, Wolfenstein sort of changed the base formula of it and sort of seems like a different, you know, thing. Deathloop seems like a game where it's like one of those time looping games where you sort of have to go over in the same area and over and over again. I like I only hope that that game can like keep people interested, right? Because like you can get very bored very easily if it's like the same uh, area. I mean, I th- but other than yeah, that, yeah, yeah I think right. I think the concept is that you're like trying to kill another character. So I think the interesting thing will be like finding different ways to kill the character or maybe not even killing the character like interacting with them and stuff like that i hope so because that that sort of sort of makes it live or die based on how many things you can do in the game right yeah but my main point is that bethesda besides the mobile stuff announcements i mean no one really likes mobile game announcements but you know they're not aimed at us they're aimed at like you know their stock shareholders you know so you know if you ignore the mobile stuff they you know besides 76 it was all right yeah yeah i I, I think their publishing side was pretty strong like bethesda published games uh seem pretty good Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> which is funny because, like, you know, the the developer named Bethesda makes a shit game, yeah. and yet their you know subsidiaries make you know games that are way better. No, definitely, <laughs> which is so, so funny. weird. Yeah, well, you know, good luck to them. Hope they come back to us. All right, Ubisoft. Yeah, we're talking about Ubisoft. I think so. Yeah, for me. Watchdogs Legion was probably my standout. Just the, it was probably the craziest presentation. I, it was the pretty funny presentation of yeah, like the old grandma. yeah old grandma assassin with the taser and the guns, <laughs> which is like a huge tonal shift. I think no, definitely in terms of the Watchdogs like franchise, they they're totally going for like the whole silly silly thing and they stopped taking themselves a bit too right. seriously right like the first <laughs> game was the character oh, was just so many yeah. <laughs> I mean no, nothing wrong with that it's just like you know it's a bit 
you know, heavy and compared to what we've seen now, like a freaking hacker grandma who just, you know, has the robot drones right. going through vents and shit and tasering, you know, security guards, like, holy crap. Um, I like it, but then again, still burnt from the first Watch Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Not holding my breath. Hopefully it's good. Also, my, my comments from last the last podcast still stands. Yeah, it's still an ambitious the presets. undergoing. Yes, the, the presets still need to be good and they need to be varied enough to keep it fresh and exciting. If it's the same presets over and again, it's going to be boring. Well, maybe. Who knows? We'll yeah. see when it comes out. But I'm, I probably won't buy this at launch. Who knows? Maybe I'll probably wait for a sale a year down the track. We'll see how it re- releases. Um, okay, what else is there? Um, uh, they showed they showed off that leaked roller derby game. Yes. Okay, that was really exciting. Roller champions. Roller champions. It's great. It has sort of the same color palette as um, Rocket League. Mm-hmm. You know, fair criticism. I do think that, you know, they're, they're totally trying to go for that arcade sport look. But I reckon more competition to Rocket League, the right. better. Yeah. And, I, I, and it's I, a it's unique like, sport as well. There should be more of right. these. I am glad that there's something here. I mean, it looks so much fun. Like, you know, you just imagine, like, on a couch, like, you know on a Friday night or a Saturday night and you just, you know, you're a homebody and you want to stay in and you want to just have some fun, you know, some arcadey fun, right? Sure, there'll probably be a competitive side to this. Oh, God knows, you know, how far the esports for this thing. Probably, but like... I mean, it's, it's, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a sport in real life as well, so why not in esports, right? Well, yeah, true, but it really depends on how, how you know, this sort of lands, right? If it gets popular or not. I hope they don't try to push in esports immediately. No, yeah, definitely. I, I feel like games who try to push esports too much, like at the beginning, sort of just curses themselves. A game shouldn't and... be built. A competitive game shouldn't be built for esports. It should be built. Yes. To be a fun for game. Fun. And yes, then a fun if game first. And then if a scene grows out of it, then that's good. Yeah. If this game turns out to be a good game and like quite a spectacle like i'm sure because this seems like a spectacle kind of sport so it'd be a great esport like if you would compare it to like let's say overwatch esports like i don't know about you but like today anyway especially today i spent like you know a good one or two hours watching some like um, overwatch esports yeah and then you think that you know no, because I'm I was generally interested, right? Yeah. Like, hey, Overwatch esports looks like you know pretty, pretty big thing. You remember, remember when they first yeah, released B- it? Yeah, Blizzard like, poured a lot of money into the Overwatch League. I think it's yeah, the Overwatch League. It's called. Yeah, and then like at, at first, everyone's like, "Holy shit!" You know, Blizzard stepping up and you know whatever, and it's gonna be a whole wide global thing. Yeah. And I was like, "Hey, so." I wonder what happened to it because, you know, it was so hyped up and, like, it was going to be, like, a whole worldwide phenomenon. Yeah, like blah, home teams I checked and on stuff it. like that. Yeah. yeah, and, like, cities representing, like, you know, teams representing cities and stuff. But I checked on it recently and it's, like, it's very underwhelming. <laughs> very, very underwhelming. Like, um, I mean, spectating that sport, the that game seems like a nightmare because it's lots of particle effects everywhere and stuff like that. 
it is a nightmare. I, I think that's the one big shortfall of that game in terms of esports. Like, right now, they only have two leagues, right? It was like the Atlantic and the Pacific, right? And then they... <laughs> but it's basically West Coast USA and East Coast USA. <laughs> and then... And then it's basically like you've got Chinese teams in there for some reason. So you have like Chengdu and... Wasn't that the like London Spitfire as well or something? I think that was like literally one of the only teams I know. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I don't don't remember. All I saw was American cities and like some Chinese cities. And that was basically it. And I was just two leagues. And I'm just like, yeah, I think it was a bit too ambitious. But yeah, I did watch some of the matches and it was so hard to watch. Like, uh, Like you sort of had to listen to the commentator to sort of actually know what happened. Right, yeah. Like, like I think one of the big main things about Overwatch, like as a player, is that you get these huge epic moments where you, you fire off an alt, and it's like you know, oh, like it's huge impact, and everyone's you know getting sucked mm. in, and you know you wipe their team, and it feels great and feels wonderful. But as an esports, like these players, since they're of high caliber, like you know, someone puts down an alt nine out of ten times, nothing really yeah. happens, right? Because they know how to deal with it. And it's basically like, and then sometimes people just die and you don't know why. <laughs> or sometimes it happens off screen and you're like, oh, why that person died? Right. Or because not as a like, I'm not a vivid like Overwatch player. So you know, I have played Overwatch for like you know a few like maybe a hundred hours or maybe. I mean, that's still that. a lot. A hundred hours. I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess, but like that was ages ago, and like I'm not up to date with all the you know changes in hero skills yeah, no, and, definitely and like all the new heroes that has come out and so like it's as a, a spectator sport it's not very not very engaging like i fell asleep half oh, i was just like holy crap i'm just like yeah no because you, you you're looking at it and you, you can't really relate to what you, you hear because you know sure the, the the commentators like they do a wonderful job like i think it was like monte cristo you do remember yeah, Christo, he's from like League. League of Legends, yeah. And he he does a great job of commentating and like he tries to explain a lot and he's very knowledgeable of the game and like I thank you. Because you need a good commentator <laughs> for that kind of esports, or else you won't actually they have to literally game. break down the play by plays every second. <laughs> oh yeah, or just you know, like because I think another big thing about esports is that you can't tell individual skill very well. Like, you can't clearly tell who's... Like, you can tell that the, the group as a team is doing well. Yeah. You can tell You can tell that these two teams are very well matched and they're very cool and they're very skilled, but you can't really tell the individual level skill very clearly. Like, it's not very, like, you're seeing... Like, let's say the good example would be CSGO, mm-hmm. right? CSGO, you can clearly tell when someone like pops off and they're like freaking awesome i don't even play csgo but it's like fucking like it's sometimes there's like a really clutch it's, it's a really good spectator like, oh esports yeah it's, it's it's great to spectate because it's like holy shit like, you know there's like you know sick insane shots and like you know rotations you can see everything basically and the i feel like the you know the cameramen or camera people that you, that you know do the camera work during like the the esports do a very good job of displaying you know individual talent and skill and you know gameplay um same goes with like uh, league of legends it's easy to tell when in league of legends when someone's popping off right 
and like they're performing really well. They have individual skill that's really cool. Same with like all the good esports right. that has come out, like Rainbow Six Siege. I mean, Rainbow Six Siege, you can say that it's a bit chaotic to watch that as well, but it's also very pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like just because you can tell like individual skill as well, like a bit better than Overwatch, as well as like StarCraft. So I guess that's where I feel like Overwatch is sort of lacking. Yeah, yeah, but that's besides the point. Moving on, Ubisoft, um, Ghost, uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands, oh, Breakpoint, no, Wildlands, Breakpoint. Uh, the presentation was cute. They brought, they had the Punisher up there. I mean, John Bernthal and his dog. That dog was pretty cute. I don't know. I've never played any Ghost. Well, I've played the old Ghost Recon games. I've never played these new ones, so it wasn't really in my wheelhouse. I just wish, I mean, if if I was ever to get back into it, I'd wish they'd go back to the old versions of Ghost Recon. No, I totally agree with you. I mean, well, I haven't played the old versions of Ghost Recon, so I don't know what it's like, but from an outsider looking in, it doesn't look very interesting. Well, I mean, yeah, from my perspective, like... There's a lot of shooters out here already. A lot of military shooters yep. already out here. It doesn't go out of its way to sort of like put itself apart from the others that no, much. So like, yeah. to me, it just seems like another. And shooter. like just watching, like just having the trailers play, like as I'm browsing the internet, like oh, the most generic like army man stuff, like I am a ghost, and I'm like, oh my god, what is? This? Yeah. The trailers were a bit cringy. Yeah. You know, well, they have a focus. Or I've I've been hearing things about it. And apparently, they've put a focus on survival yeah. on it. Not for me. No, not not, not for, for me. me. It doesn't seem like it's any special compared to anything else. Right. Um. Oh, Rainbow Six Quarantine. Yes. Yep. It's. I mean. It's a. That looks yeah. good. I'm. I'm game for that. I'm game for that. Like. Um. Like some may say that it's a what quick ca- um, cash grab, right? <laughs> from the on the part of Ubisoft just to rebrand the the Rainbow Six, you know, IP and just push it further. But hey, as a non Rainbow Six Siege player, hey, this could be like a good introduction into Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. Right. So like, you play Rainbow Six, and let's say they might have the same you know characters and skills as like um, from the you know Siege. And then you bring it over to quarantine. You have like you know, destructible terrain, just like you know, um, siege and stuff. I reckon it'd be pretty good. Yeah, no, that that, like, that seemed pretty like it. It'd be an interesting like entry point to more, yeah, the more focused like siege stuff. Yeah, I think it'd, it'd be great, but it really depends on how they execute. Because if it's just like dumbass zombies, yeah, they have that generic zombie archetypes, like you know. You have your generic zombie, and you have your... Oh, the Left 4 Dead archetypes. <laughs> yeah, the freaking spitters, the freaking smokers, stuff like that. If, if they have that, I'm just like, oh, just move on. Right. Whatever, it's it's actual cash grab. Um, uh, anything else? Oh, they, they released a subscription announcement. That seems pretty good. Uh, everyone's doing it. Every game company. <laughs> yeah. It, it makes really sense for Ubisoft... Because they have their own store already, so. Well, I mean, all the major publishers sort of have their own store yeah. now. Besides Bethesda, I think. Oh, no, Bethesda has Bethesda. their own store, I think. 
Okay. Oh, they have their own launcher. I think it's cool. Yeah. All right. But not too, not particularly interested in Bethesda games. Ubisoft games, on the other hand, I reckon it'd be a pretty good deal. Yep. For subscriptions, their portfolio has been, it's actually pretty good. Like they have a wide like variety of games. And like for anywhere from judging, yeah, ju- to like judging from recent years, they'll all be supported for a very long time. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like besides that as well, like the the live service model, their version of their games. Yeah, I think it's a good deal. Um, you know, get it if you're interested in Ubisoft games. I guess mm-hmm. whatever. All right, moving on. God and Monsters, not particularly interested. It's it seems like I mean, it seems like a more fun version of Assassin's Creed, Odyssey specifically. Creed. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I didn't play Odyssey, so I wouldn't know. But as a new game, hopefully it'll be great. It looks um, it, it looks a lot different from Assassin's Creed. Yeah, it's got that whole cartoony yeah. look going for it. Yeah, the the fact that they're trying out something like a new IP, like with a completely like different style from what they've done before, is interesting to me. Yeah. Okay. It looks alright. I'll probably shortlist it, keep it updated, see what it's like when it comes out. So for Ubisoft, we have a round out from Watch Dogs, Ghost Recon, Breakpoint, um, at Roller Champions, and Gods and Monsters. They didn't release, like, a lot of games. Oh, and Rainbow Six Quarantine. It's alright. It's a, it's a fair fair amount for yeah. an E3. Alright, um... Next, we have the PC stuff. The PC games. There was stuff. a ton that... Well, it's, it was basically the Epic Games show, basically. Uh, no, it, it was still... Uh, there, there was some... The Epic Games was one of their sponsors, but there was definitely, like, a lot for everyone. But yes, Epic Games was the big story. Well, a lot of them were like, oh, oh I mean, the trailers were like, oh... Look at Epic Games. Right. Look at all our stores and look at all the exclusives. Just the we nature have. of having it be one of their sponsors. I guess. I guess. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I was for the PC game stuff. Like the standouts for me were like the Vampire, the Masquerade game, uh, Chivalry. I mean, they're announcing a Chivalry too. That's that's cool. Like, especially, but also that's definitely interesting because like they have Mordhau come out recently. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely in response to Mordhau. Yeah. Uh, I mean, especially to how popular that game has become. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Is is that coming out on the Epic Games Store? Because uh, that'd be funny if it was. I don't know. Because um. It'd be totally funny if it was like an Epic Games exclusive. It'd be literally right. be just Chivalry Two versus Maud Hall. Oh my god! And do you think would have those like races between like, let's say Epic releases a type of game. <laughs> oh god! And then Steam version, but like releases another similar game. I mean, <laughs> that's like happening with Dora Dora Order Chest, is it not? <laughs> yes. Oh my god! So there's an article a while back about how. Um, the team from Dodo, basically Valve, went, reached out to Team Drodo, which is the creator of the mod for Auto Chess, 
and they were saying how Valve wanted them to work on an auto chess game with them, but then like apparently it didn't work out, and they were still friendly with each other, but it didn't work out, and so they're gonna do their own thing, and Valve's gonna do their own thing, right? And guess what? Team Jota came out on uh, on Team Epic, <laughs> and so their their auto chess game is gonna come out on uh, <laughs> on uh, the Epic Game Store. Hip hip hooray! I mean, at least Valve's making their own version, right. I guess. Yeah, that's just it's weird. The weirdness of exclusive PC is having two games yeah. <laughs> that are the yeah. same, but on completely different stores. Okay, so Chival- on the update to Chivalry 2, I've just read an article from Polygon. It just says Chivalry 2 will come out in the Epic Game Store in 2020. And it will remain an Epic's Game Store exclusive for 12 months. Okay. So, it's like a half-exclusive. Pretty shit still. I guess it's a competition to Mordhall. Yeah. Sure, why not? Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so... I don't know. Besides all of that, I I mean, the the yearly Warframe trailer slash content is always interesting to me. Like, I always try and get into Warframe every now and then, always bounce off it, but I don't know, that, it's just, Warframe's interesting to me, regardless. See, Warframe, the the thing with Warframe is is that Warframe has this community, this strong-ass community, and it does, like, I think I'd be right to say that they mostly do right by the um, by the community, yep. and like even though their monetization model is free to play, and they have got like you know microtransactions in it, like you know a lot of people see it as like a fair sort of type of model. Mm-hmm. And the one thing, as a person who's interested in Warframe but can't really get into it, is that the fact that Warframe is such an intimidating yes. game. Yes, no, into. it is. Like, good on it for having content. All right, this is my fault as a as a person, a human being, as this is their fault. I just can't be bothered to learn all the freaking systems behind no, that no. game. It's sort of hardcore in its own way. It's really like, because I believe me, I've tried playing Warframe. Right, like I, I totally get into it and like got into it for a portion of time. Yeah, and you know, I think it was about the time where they they dropped the um that Fortuna update. Yeah. I think I tried playing a little bit, but then, like, there's so many, like, freaking, like, mechanics. Yeah, and, the, like, the onboarding gameplay, for but... new players and also even returning players is, like, I, I've i been, I even listened to an interview that they did where the community manager was like, yeah, the onboarding and tutorial system might need some work, really. It needs a lot yeah. of work, dude, like... You know, no offense. Like it's it's like it's, a, it's a known problem, problem to them. At least that's yeah. That's a problem that like a lot of these games have, right? right? Like especially like Path of Exile as well. So like, all these like free to play games where the business model is basically just releasing content after content after content and basically reviving their 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 player base basically, and then that's you know and then higher player base the more microtransactions they sell and the more money they get right that's how they do it and so they fall into this sort of would you say a trap i wouldn't i wouldn't say a trap more say just like just by nature just by yeah i think it's just 
It's just the yeah, nature yeah. of life service games. Yeah, well, they just get so much stuff in it. Like, I played... I, it's Warframe and Path of Exile, dude. Like, I try playing those games so often, but, it, like, well, not often, but so many times. And it's so hard to get into because have you seen the skill tree for Path yeah, of Exile? It's, it's, it's not even... It's a forest. <laughs> like, holy moly. It's just unbelievable. It's just... Sometimes, you know, I just want to relax. You know, I come, I'm, I come home like from work or from school or whatever, and just I just don't want. I just want to switch my brain off, right? Yeah, and just like just play games. I, yeah. You, know. you know, some people love it. Like it's, it's great. Like I, I totally support that kind of like you know business model. I don't mind like that whole oh, um, you know, free to play like fair free to play monetization model. Like I, I totally like agree. It's it's great. But then again. God damn, son! You gotta help the new players, yeah. man. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta put something in there for like all the new people who want to play a game. Right. Just make it more accessible. I mean, don't dumb the systems down, but like you know, have a you know some sort of tutorial that easily explains what's going on. Yeah. As opposed to like, oh shit, what do I do? Oh, do I put a skill point here? Or like, oh shit, do I buy that? Or you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. And, like, you know, I don't really want to read, like, Wikipedia. No, exactly. How to, like, okay. build, like, you know, a character and stuff. Like, you know, sort of kills it. Yeah, so, other than that, in terms of um, huge content updates, freaking Terraria, Journey's End. So, Terraria it's a is name such a I haven't game. heard in a long time. <laughs> it's a very sweet game. Like, if you haven't played Terraria, you should at least give it a try like you know if you have it's one of those like really cool co-op games where you could sort of play with like your friends or you know your partner on like you know on a saturday friday night you know just dig into it it's not particularly hard i mean it can be hard you can make yourself if you want it to be hard but it can also be very chill Mm -hmm. and the great thing about terraria is that over the course of its you know like how would you say after over the course of its release, right? Because it's not this is not even a subscription or, or like a live service model. No, you could say it's a live service model, but like you don't, you just pay Terraria. You just pay for the base game, and it updates so much. I mean, it's, like, it's well, basically the Minecraft t- model, right? It's just buy the game, and then one point oh, one point two, one point three, just keeps on yeah, updating. Minecraft ain't got shit on Terraria. Like, freaking, their updates are ginormous. Like, in terms of, like, adding content to game and, like, freaking... Like, when I first bought Terraria, it was just, like, based on Terraria. You've got your, like, your, your desert biome, your freaking forest biome. But they've, they've expanded so much since then. Like, there's so much different, like, content, bosses, yeah. world bosses, freaking items, events, special events, like... You name it, man. And every time they release a huge update, it's always been pretty good i reckon it just always adds more stuff to the game because you just want to you know build up pimp out your base make it look cool and also like you know kill bosses yeah like and, and you know, have cool magic weapons and shit like it's it's great it's your quintessential like you know 2d you could, people people say a lot of people say that it's a 2d version of minecraft and i, I feel like that's a no I, th- I think it's evaluation. i think it has way more direction than minecraft yes I mean, for sure and like you know 
Terraria journey end, it's always a good thing. Another, another, you know, content update and you don't need to pay for any extra. It's not a DLC. I, I'm assuming because the, their past updates weren't DLC, <laughs> but let's hope it's not DLC, but <laughs> I don't mind. Even if it was DLC, they've, they've given like so much update anyway. It just doesn't really matter. But, you know, those guys over there who make Terraria are awesome guys. Like you should go support them for sure. Yeah. Um, it being called Journey's End, I don't know. What does that mean? Does that mean that they're, they're going to stop? You know, is this their last update forever? Who knows? But um, yeah, I think it's been Journey. It's like, it's like, Terraria for me is what like Naruto was. Like, <laughs> the end, like the very end, last episode. Like it's, you've come along so far. Like you've come so far and now, you know, you've reached, you know, the end and it's, you know, it's bittersweet and it's great. Love, love Terraria. A lot of fond memories from Terraria. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of all the other games, um, not particularly. In- oh, Baldur's Gate three. They've got it's got a mention. It wasn't. There was, uh, yeah, that that like was. Day. Yeah, it was revealed when Google Stadia did their event. Was, but yeah, just just getting more details on the fact that yeah. On what, how it's going to be made, stuff like that. Yeah, well, nothing concrete yet. No. So we will. It's a trustworthy developer, Larry and Studios, Divinity people. So, yeah, we will. We will see. I guess time will tell. Will, time will tell. Um, what else is there? Nothing much. Nothing. Okay, nothing that jumps out to me. No. Same All right, here. we'll probably yeah. just move on. <laughs> All right. Uh, Square Enix. Yep. Uh, All right. So, the thing for me, Square Enix, too big. Uh, the big thing for me what? personally was yep. the Avengers game, but the big things in that conference were the Final Fantasy VII remake and the Avengers game. Yeah, and. <laughs> Turns out the Final Fantasy VII remake looked way better, way better than the Avengers. Oh, it had a way better showing than the Avengers game. For me yeah, personally, um, like by all means, I I reckon a remake for like one of the most popular Final Fantasy like episodes ever. It's just it's great, right? Right. Um, I hope they do a good job, and I feel like. It's great, but again, it's not really original new stuff. No. So, it's great that they announced this, but, you know, I was hoping for something a bit new. Avengers, all right, Avengers, it got a sort of a mixed sort of response. I know a lot of of people, like, well, you you were saying earlier about how their showing was a bit weak. Yeah, especially after they announced it, what, in 2017, and they went silent. And then they just decided to tweet out, hey, we're going to E3 to show off our game for the first time. And this is how they presented it. It was a bit disappointing, to say the least. Well, it'd be hard, right? So I'm sure they have some, like, weird copyright issues and huge, like, you know, whatever. Like, obviously, they they can't really afford to use the original actors, right? As the voice actors for this game. And that's totally fine. And, you know, obviously the faces, oh, okay. When I first saw Black Widow's face, I was just like, what the fuck? It's, they they <laughs> like, all look like 
middle-aged Ooh. people who have kids. Yeah. It didn't look right. They they should do something about the face. Same with like uh, t- Tony Stark with long hairs. It's a sh- it's uh, a strong well, design choice, but I don't think it fit. With that I would face. argue that Tony Stark's design out of all of those people there was one of the better yeah, ones because he okay. just looks like Tony Stark from the comics and the movies. Because that's yeah, what he's yeah, become. He's just got the. It's just got black hair, the beard, yeah. and like you know, whatever. But like all the other guys, just looked so weird. Yeah. Like, and the voices, like you know, especially after like Endgame, it just just seems so like disjointed. Like, n- right? No offense to like the f- they've gotten like what the highest caliber, most well known voice actors like Troy Baker. Nolan North and like Laura, like Laura Bailey, they're like the three top dogs, besides like Jennifer Hale, who have been like in every game ever. And it's like no offense to them, but it's like, oh, okay, you just you just spent a lot of money on these like well-known voice actors. It's like okay, and the fact that they that's a bit unfair. Yeah. It's that's a, that's it's a bit unfair for them because it's just like. Yeah, after coming back of the like the end of end game, it just seems a little weird. But however, though, like in the trailer, they do have snippets of gameplay. Right. Now I don't I don't know how accurately that represents actual gameplay. That could have just been touched up. Yeah, you know, it's in engine footage. I think the label was so who knows. Well, who knows? Like when it comes to E three trailers, they they've always been touched up somewhat. Yeah, and like you know things have been added to it. But if it is what it is, like, look like in the trailer, it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, in terms of, like, actual graphics and particle effects, and it just looks a whole like a whole bunch of fun. Right. Like, just, you just, like, you know, playing the Hulk, smashing shit, and you, you, you jump into, like, you know, Iron Man, you laser shit down, and you fly around, and then you have um, Captain America, and, you know, so. Yeah. Now, from what I've heard from the demos that they, they showed behind closed doors, uh, it's like you you get to play like many different characters. Yeah. So you know, it's like the tutorial mission thing. for like each of the characters, basically. Yeah, and now I have a you know possible caveat. There's a possible you know issue that I have with that is that this game could be ruined because by the fact that you get, you have to play so many different characters. Yeah. And let's say you know one character happened to be there's a lack. Shit. There might be a lack of focus on. Making each character well, feel the best yeah. that they could. Yeah, and so like let's say you know you you like let's say you like the gameplay of Thor, and you thought hey, get, Thor feels crisp, it feels you know impactful, it feels like very snappy. Whereas and then but then all of a sudden you're forced to play let's say you know Iron Man, and let's say the Iron Man flying mechanics sucked so much. Yeah, and then you had to play that sequence, and then. You know, and then you 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 basically pushed along on the way. Like from what I've heard, it's sort of like that's one of my the issues I sort of want to raise. Because if they don't like sort of, if the whole package isn't great, like as a whole, then it will, the whole package will suffer. Yeah. Like if one of them sucked, right? And so I do hope that they take their time. Um, I ho- I generally do hope it's good yes, because no, again, definitely. From, I did not want from last week. this ge- It's the Avengers. I don't want to see the first major game of like the biggest thing 
in comics right now like fail well like like what i said last week right like this i feel like there's a stigma with like video game game like i mean the licensed games games, yeah well especially with the avengers right right? i mean sure like you could say uh spider-man is great right but all the avengers games prior to this and the mobile games all seem really shit yeah (laughs) and i really do hope that they smash this one out of the ballpark and so you know, more other comic book heroes can get their own, like, you know, video games, yeah. right? Like, when's the last time, a, like, a Hulk game came, uh, right? I, I'd love to play I a mean, Hulk yeah, game. I mean, yeah, like, I think it was, oh, like, crap. during the early 2000s, and footage yeah, of that I saw was, like, su- it seemed super fun. It was, like, called, I think it was, like, Hulk Ultimate Destruction. Just, you, yeah, you're playing like, as Hulk. Yeah, could totally do yeah. that. Like, like whole like d- d- dynamic cities right with like you know destroyable terrain with like cities yep. right? imagine you as a hulk smashing through you know buildings and the you know you go through a building and the building actually falls like dynamically it'd be amazing i'm so i feel like a lot's riding on this game yep. to to do well i reckon yeah another like, thing that i'm worried about is it's there's a certain feeling that it might be a live service game and combining that with the Avengers is like, how are you making it a live service game? Like, is there going to be like loot or something? Or is it like, what sort of updates are you going to have? I'm sure it's going to be story updates. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they said the, it was like characters and first new areas will be free and, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it's so easy to live service anything, right? right? The whole live service model is literally the most easiest model you can do. It's basically you just hide content right. and release it later. That's just called live service. Like, I mean, it's just basically live service is basically DLC, but for free. Yeah. Basically, the whole live service, oh, yeah, hey, we're good guys and we're giving you content, but, you know, yeah. this could have been in I the mean, game. But that that you know, ends. There's like. PS4 exclusive content as well. It's like, uh. yeah, yeah. Well, again, again, I'm pretty. It looks hype. I I would say that it does look pretty fun. Yeah. But this has potential to really suck. Uh-huh. And I, like, if I would just yeah, um, in terms of like things sucking, right? I really don't. I really hope that Outriders don't suck because I I don't know Outriders looks pretty mm-hmm. cool. Like um, from the looks of the trailer, you could definitely say that. Wait, maybe they're doing this whole Doom thing, right? Yeah. Where it's just like, oh look, they've got that dude with the two arms on its back, just like in Doom, <laughs> and you've got like some you know demonic little thing, and the color palette's all the same. I hope it's not yeah. Doom. Try to stay away from Doom, like please, like sure you can do demons. I mean, I think I think demons. Our thing now, yeah. right? Well, like Doom came back. That there's demons. This thing that looks like there's demons. Yeah. What freaking Death Stranding yeah. looks like there's demons. Yeah, it 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 looks like a co-op shooter from the looks of it. Anything like that has co-op, fine by yeah. me. I just I just wish they um you know I wish they released a little bit more than just the trailer. But mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they have the developers have a pedigree. They they developed Gears of War Judgment, which uh, See, apparently I, wasn't I, the most 
well-received game, and they had the Bullet Storm game, which seemed like a lot of fun, I guess. See, the problem I have with, let's say, pedigree, yeah, pedigree, right? Air quotation marks here, is that that doesn't necessarily mean that the next game. No, no, definitely not. Right? It's the like, same developers I, I, might have left and stuff like that. Tons of things could change. I would call it the developer, the developer myth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just like, well, clearly from the likes of Bioware and Bethesda, yeah, yeah, no, the developer exactly. myth, right? Yeah. It's just like, hey, just because a studio's name is attached, it's like that idea of like, hey, if you have this car that you really like and you replaced all the parts within the, that car, is that the still the no, same no, car? Exactly. Right. Right. Like, you know, and you could argue, not really. Right. In terms, especially in terms of like gameplay and games like if some big wig you know dude was there like a director who left during mid-production yeah. of a video game and he was like there for like 10 years and all of a sudden he left and then that's big big alarm bells man guys like freaking run for the hills this game's gonna be crap yeah because like you know, say what you want. They probably do like a Twitter release. Oh, yeah, it was great working there, blah, blah, blah. I did not leave because the game was crap or the development was hell. But like, you know, whatever reasons I had that don't have to do with games, but, you know, blah, I decided it was a good time to leave. That's so total bullshit. There's so many of those like instances where it's just like, oh, crap, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving the game. Like, I'm leaving the thing. I wish you guys all luck, you know. They, they just don't want to work. burn bridges, basically. Well, yeah, and that too, and you know, they want to be professional about yeah, right. it, right? Because you know, it's a job. Yeah. Right. We don't want to like, you know, get like a whole game studio to hate you because eventually they're gonna refer you to your next right, job. Right. Yeah. So you know, then again, let's hope it's good. Again, do not believe in, don't necessarily believe that if a publisher or developer does the like, you know, does a good game, the next game. Will no. Be. No. Definitely for sure, not. For sure. Definitely not. All right. Um, in terms of good games, in terms of like brand reputation, Nintendo, holy crap. I mean, I feel like Nintendo is one of those few game companies who have uh, such a solid like brand name yeah. and such a solid like track record. I mean, the past couple of years, they've been pretty solid, yeah. right? And, you know, they've sort of gone on a roll. Like, who the hell would have thought a sequel to, you know, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild would freaking come out? Yeah. No. Oh, well, like, I think it was known, but the fact that it's, like, a direct sequel, well, it's, like, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, I feel like, especially, they had to. Yeah. They had to. They had to re- release a sequel, because that pretty much made the Switch. Mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild basically made a switch the switch to what it is today because that was like one of the first launching games that came with the switch and it was amazing and it was like freaking like everyone was like giving it so many praises like a lot of people i knew just bought the game for breath of the wild like it's crazy like how how well that game did and it was a game like game selling title and it makes sense to to do a second game Mm -hmm. because then all those people, all those customers and all those like user base that they've gained from that one game can come back for the sequel and it's great. Yep. Yeah. Um, I am excited. I do not think they will screw it up. That I mean, when it comes to Nintendo, 
they have a, a reputation of like these dudes, right? These these Japanese dudes who like work so so right. hard, so many hours. They basically are locked in the basement of Nintendo. Uh, I, I think the Drake was. I think it was like Miyamoto, like that the well known figure of Nintendo. His the Drake was him being like, whenever like the crunch time happened, it's basically it's Mario time. <laughs> whenever that. <laughs> Wait, who's who's the guy who made Smash? That dude, uh, Sakurai. Yeah, he and yeah, he's Sakurai. well known. There's a room. He, he yeah, overworks he's... himself too much. <laughs> he has like, apparently, there's like, like articles out there about him knowing how to play Smash with like with two hands on two controllers. Right. Right. Apparently, he can do that, and then like he plays so much Smash, right, to the point where he had to like he lost like. Or some movement in his like right hand yeah. because he got some like injury just playing Smash too much. He, I'm just like, he, God damn, he, man! He is like the perfect example oh, of like overwork to the point. It's like, yeah, it's like detrimental to his health. I think he's like gone on record and saying like he's gone and super sick working. He's had to yeah. take like long breaks and stuff like that. Dude, the guy looks like a stick. Yeah. Like he's so skinny, like holy crap! Like I, yeah, you can imagine. Like, but then it shows in his work, yeah. right? It's like the stuff he releases is just wonderful, right? Like it's. I'm not saying that you know working that hard is is a good thing for sure. Like it, you know, takes you know, take your time, take your rest mm-hmm. and stuff. But goddamn, the man can make a game, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so, he continues to like always over like look over it. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like that's that's why you know, partially that's why that that it's that culture of like working really hard for a game is that that's the reason why all of their game libraries are like pretty good. Yeah, right. They have a pretty good track record. Right. So the next Pokemon game has come out. So well, not come out, but announced. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yeah, what it, do you about that? they had a like they had one of their presentations. I think like. A week or two before E3, and I think it's just yeah. showing more of the game. See, m- many people don't know this, but like, um, well, many people say that this uh, Pokemon is sort of oh unique and special because it's like actually three D, yeah. right? Many, a lot of people don't know because they sort of brushed over this Pokemon game. Um, I think it was Pokemon Darkness for Nintendo GameCube. Now I have this game <laughs> personally. And it is 3D, so no one can say that this game is the first 3D. It's Pokemon the first game. mainline Pokemon game. Yeah, I guess because Darkness is sort of different. There wasn't like really any wild Pokemon, no. and you had to catch Pokemon. Like they had this weird mechanic where you can actually steal other people's Wait, Pokemon. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like in in the game, like because I remember because I played this as a kid, like ages ago, right? And, like, I remember, like, you had this arm machine thing where you could load Pokeballs into oh it, God. and then you, could, you can throw them at your opponent's Pokeball and then actually, like, liberate them. Okay. You had, like, because these Pokemon had, like, darkness in them or something. Or whatever, yeah. right? Because there's, like, some... The Team Rocket equivalent was, like, you know, corrupting this Poke- these Pokemon or some shit. Yeah. So, yeah. No one can say that this is the first 3D Pokemon, but I do think that... I think this is a step up 
like they're trying to explore new new directions, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously. And they want to try something new and I, you know, applaud them. I think Pokemon's always a safe bet. There's never been like a particularly shitty Pokemon. No. Because, you know, it's always the same game sort of. Just like repeated over and over again with new Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll see how Don't, it goes. Um, no, yeah. Don't fix what's broken, right? Or, yeah. Yeah, don't don't fix what's not broken, right? <laughs> um, Luigi's Mansion Three. Now, I didn't play the first two Luigi Mansions, but I've always heard good things about yep. them. Um, I feel like it's always a good. I, I'm sure it will do well. Uh, Nintendo uh, mainline. Like, I'm, title I'm sure. Yeah. Good. Every single game has its f- fans, especially for Nintendo. Like Nintendo fans yeah. are like so widespread across different things but they're so rabid about that specific thing just just as i say about hey don't trust the publisher's reputation and here we're like oh well this is nintendo You're right <laughs> everything they release is gonna be all right oh gonna be cool like i guess you know nintendo is doing their, it's always it's, it's always doing its own thing in its corner mm-hmm. and so keep doing you nintendo always breaking boundaries mm-hmm. all right the next big thing that everyone's going crazy over, the the like a new Zelda game, Link's Awakening. That little cute little freaking aesthetic. Yeah. Oh my god, it's dude. The the toy box aesthetic. It's pretty nice. Holy moly. Like in terms of like exclusivities, right? Like, you know, many people say that Sony is killing it in terms of like exclusivity. No, freaking Nintendo's yeah. killing it with exclusivities. Like they're it's That's what the focus is. Many... It's Yeah. It is, and they've, they've been smashing it. Like each of their exclusives haven't. Like I don't, I don't remember any bad exclusives they had so far. No, no, not on the Switch at least. No. Yeah, like on on the Switch for sure. Like recently, they've just been killing it, and now like, hey, the two D top down like special aesthetic. Like I think the first one who really sort of like stood out for me was Octopath Traveler. All right. Like it was that the whole like that they were like two and a half D or it's, it's pretty much two D yeah. right, but it looks two and a half D and it's got that special like the, the sand in that game it's so good, <laughs> like it's like it's all that realistic yet not really realistic yeah. like aesthetic to it. It's great and I, I I do like for the Switch especially it works wonders. I reckon um, this will probably fly off the shelves like oh, fly yeah, no, off definitely. the shelves. Especially because right. it's like a remake of an old game, so both new and old fans will yeah for will sure. be clamoring for it. All right, Animal Crossing. So that's another juggernaut of a yeah. <laughs> of a title. So I'm not really an Animal no, Crossing. Me neither. Uh, I, I, I played I... the competitor to it on the DS. It was like called My Sims or something. It was the Sims version of Animal Crossing. That's basically yeah. my experience with those sorts of games. Like, in terms of this E3, I think Nintendo has done very well. I think this 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 E3 is just massive. Yeah, they they satisfied their up. fans, basically. Yeah, like freaking who's who knew, right? Animal Crossing. I mean, I'm probably a lot of people knew, but I don't. I didn't know. I don't play Animal Crossing, but. I'm sure it'll be great. Haha. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. It's Animal Crossing is for a very specific crowd. Who will gladly have Yeah. He will glad 
you are yeah, probably it's, it's pretty glad crowd. to see this. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Super Smash Bros. Uh, like Bros. Ultimate characters. So, what is it? Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, that's out the big one because it's a Microsoft character on the Nintendo console. Yeah. Um. Personally, I I mean, <sighs> sure. If you're a fan of Banjo Kazooie, I'm not really. I mean, it's another character. It's always good. Yeah. But, you know, sure. It's uh, Yeah, I just think the big thing is Microsoft and Nintendo building a stronger relationship. I think it was like what people are saying, oh, hey, maybe in, down in the future they might have a Banjo-Kazooie like, game yeah, no. come out soon, like later. Since if they might, you know, if they release a character on, on Super Smash. Yeah. Who knows? Um, Astral Chain looks good. I don't think anything on this, like... In this demo, like this E3 looked bad. No, I think everything here looked really, really good. I, I mean, mean, except for maybe The Witcher Three on the Switch. That's clear. It's obvious. It's not bad. It's not a bad. That's not a bad announcement. Yeah, it's it. It's more like, you know, it's not as strong as the others because it's just it's a port. That and that's it's all, like that's it's what it is. They clearly did not want to show a lot of that game because it would not look that great. <laughs> well. Yeah, I feel like it's good for like you know, on the go and people who who really love Witcher yeah. to like the core, and plus I think as like a value proposition, they're releasing all the oh yeah, the uh, complete edition like, is a DLC. great yeah great value. I have it on yeah, yeah, I have it and it's pretty good. All the DLCs. Yeah, um, I mean, anything. Else? The bad thing might be Mario and Sonic, but I guess I mean. Uh, apparently the past games haven't been great, so but this I mean, game looks like it has more effort put into it. It's just your yearly obligatory like uh, Mario and Sonic the Olympic yeah. games, so especially because they like, they're holding year. it in Tokyo. So yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, no, this one's gonna be huge then. I didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah. No, they probably put so much effort into this game because it's, it's gonna come to the thing, dude. These are like. Isn't like Mario and like Sonic are like the actual yeah. like mascots? Yeah, no. like, <laughs> that's so cool. I mean, I reckon Japan's gonna smash the Olympics. Right. Like mean, in terms of like, I'm sure yeah, they production. have more. Like they probably right. have. They're probably the most well prepared out of the most recent countries to handle it. Well, yeah, especially for like the mascots. Goddamn, like to have Mario as your fucking mascot. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> like what are you gonna do like all the other mascots before this is just shit yeah no nah. <laughs> like Mario and like imagine like I'm sure Nintendo is like gobbling this up right oh, the Olympics. Yeah. you know like holy shit cause imagine how much they can monetize right like Olympic Mario crossovers oh shit oh come over to you know oh the 100 meter dash is that way but before that, why don't you stop at the Princess Peach Cafe yeah, before you exactly. go? Like, you know, <laughs> like I'm sure they're gonna make so much money, uh-huh. so much money. <laughs> Nintendo, what a way to go, dude! What a way to go. Um, yes, uh, that's is that it? Is that it? Yeah. Is that uh, everything? Holy oh, shit! Oh wait, one everything. of the big thing, uh, semi big things, Empire of Sin. It's a new paradox game. If you know, is it, is it strategy? If it's not strategy, yeah, it's, really it's, it seems like a ex ex game from like the 
John Romero, who was like the original developer of Doom. And he's like developing what seems like an XCOM slash grand strategy game. Which is like a mafia Ooh. XCOM-esque thing. Seems cool. Ooh. Okay, now I'm I'm down for that. I'm down. Dude, like, you know, when Mafia 3 came out, a lot of people were like, were so hyped for it because it was like, oh, great. But then it came out and it sort of flopped, right? right? I was like, it was not that very good. And some people liked it. Some people was like, meh. I think the main problem is that you need to have like a sandbox for Mafia games. I really wish I had like a huge like sandbox for Mafia and you build your own like like Mafia Empire. Yeah. And not, not through story. Not through story, but through like gameplay mechanics. Yeah, like, and just like having a grand strategy Mafia yeah. like and like in yeah. sort of XCOM like style. Oh, yeah, the end of this okay. trailer like right. suggests that, right? With like all the like money signs like taking over territories maybe. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I hopefully it's really fleshed out. I please be fleshed out. Yeah, holy shit! But or and if they had like a dynasty system where you had like your like your family and you had a character, you can make your own character. Right, and right. You had sons and oh my god. Okay, yeah, that's hype. I'm excited. <laughs> Look at me excited at this random game that Paradox like just. Tease that, and I'm like shitting basically on all the other games. I'm like, oh, it's alright. <laughs> oh, blah, blah, blah. oh, don't get too hyped. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, that's. That, I think that basically wraps up what we uh, what we set out to do. We've basically recapped most. Yeah. Of like E3 games, if we oh, haven't. The things that we're m- interested in. Mostly interested. Yeah. I don't. Know. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pub Lobby. Um, we'll be back next week right. around the same time with another episode. All right, thank you very, very much for listening to us. Stay tuned.